Y'all, let's welcome him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, um, you got you got some evangelists coming. I would advise you to bring somebody that ain't saved. Amen. And you know, that ain't just going to happen. Well, they'll probably show up at my house and then say, can I come to church with you? It ain't happening. I, nobody's ever come to my house and said, can I come to church with you? Not one time. I've been saved 32 years. I may, Maybe I've had a few that, you know, where do you go to church? And I, But uh, I've always had to go pick them up and bring them. I've I, I picked up people and brought people to church. I'm, I'm still doing it. I pick, stop at a, uh, when I'm at church, I go by and pick up a guy in an apartment take him to church. And I just don't, if, if I can't bring somebody to church, I don't feel like I, like I didn't go, you know, and when I'm inviting people, calling people, oh, thank you, that thing's pretty stiff, isn't it, I can just get on my knees and preach, hallelujah, <laughs> preach my message on my knees, but um, yeah, I just start, you know, in the next five weeks, you know, maybe it take them five weeks to get here, maybe on the fifth week they came and they got saved, ask them four weeks, I'm going to go one more, and even Brinson shows up, boy, and so, um, we, that's, that's what we do. You know, uh, I heard this message uh, just, just about a week or two ago. It's over in Ephesians 3 where it says that we know the, the width, the depth, the breadth, and the height of the love of God that passes knowledge. That we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Laurel, I've read that. I said, dude, I don't, I don't know about you, but sign me up for all the fullness of God. I'm pretty sure I ain't there yet. And I, I, I'm, 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 and most of you, my wife will tell you, she's pretty sure too. Hallelujah. My kids, I got four children now. They'll tell you that. Five grandkids, they'll tell you that. Listen, I never heard this before. There's probably a lot of things I've never heard. So I've learned to listen. And you think you know it all, you're in big trouble. He said the width of God's love. I'm, I'm going to start out with, the, with my... You know, we, you all probably have one of the, one. Everyone in this room is probably one of them is your special. And you're probably thinking, where's he going with this? I promise you, this is good. This ain't my message. It's just it's a little extra. You're getting blessed. You ain't got, this ain't no charge for this. So the length of God's love. His, his arm is not short. And he's, he'll leave the 99. He'll go way off. Long. His love is long. Outreach. Missions. Ooh, I'm probably that's that's probably your little. You know, we talk about our personalities. That's that's probably you. But then there's also there's the uh, there's the depth. Oh, we got to have teaching. But if we don't teach the word, we just they're not concerned about missions. We got to get them taught. We got to disciple them. Well, we need that. That's not mine. I'm not. If you want a teacher, you probably I, I can teach. And the and the anointing of God will come on you to teach. I like that anointing. It has to be the anointing because I'm not a teacher, okay? But you need that. But then there's also the height. That's worship. Oh, we got to get high. We just got to get. And you got, you know, Bethel and Hillsong. And man, the worship rage right now. This worship is big. But listen, if you don't get deep, you will never get high. Oh, I'm about to get myself happy up in here. But you got to be long because you can't teach people that ain't saved. You got to go to the park and get them so you can get deep and then get high. So you got to have wit. Wit is hospitality, love. Uh, uh, you know, you can't come up here on a Sunday morning. Let's just say we brought, every one of y'all brought two visitors with you today. Um, there's probably 20 people in the room. That would be 60 people showed up. And I'm going to teach on the 14, 14 portions of the Levitical priesthood. They'll be checking out about the first 13 seconds. Because I want to get deep into the Levitical priesthood. You know, you probably need to have a session where we can talk about that off for people that want to get involved in that. But what about the man, what about the alcoholic that shows up? Do they offer any, I don't really, I'm not really concerned about Levitical priesthood. I just want to get off alcohol. But we got we got this program started. And not it's not all about programs, but you, you do have to have a wide opening. You got to make everybody feel welcome. I heard somebody say this. They said they went to a church and they sat in the seat and the seats were so tight. He said, yeah, he put on a little extra weight. He said, I, when I got up to preach, I couldn't get out of the seat. It was a little embarrassed. It was, a, you know, it was a, like an auditorium seat. 
And he said, if you don't get wide, people won't fit. I thought, I got it. And, 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 and I kind of, I'm a hospital. I'm a, I want to meet everybody in the room. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm faithful. I'm not, I'm not on staff of the church, but I'm there early and I leave late. I told the pastors, will you be a greeter? I said, I already am. I'm going to greet everybody in the building. I'm going to find out where they're from, who their mama is, where they grew up, you know. And that's just getting to know. That's relationships. And you got to do that. But you got to have stuff. For, you got you got a mama coming in here with four kids. And her husband ran off and left her, beat her. She's been abused. She needs financial help, you know. Uh, you, that That's with. So when you, when you uh, a church needs to be all of that. I don't even know why I said all that. But when you were talking about that, just uh, going into the park, outreach. That's a, that's a big part. Some people, we ain't got time to go to the park. We're too busy teaching the Word of God. You, what's that song Amy Grant should say? You're just a fat little baby. You're just getting fat, you know. Well, my name is Chris Musgrove, and I am from uh, I am from Valdosta. I grew up in a little town called Live Oak, Florida. I was born and raised there. My father is from Homerville, Georgia. I, uh, I meet people from Clinch County all over the world, and they said, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, My mother is from Valdosta. And growing up, I mean, Valdosta was where we, we go into town. We go into Valdosta. It's about... 45 minutes south of there, we uh, North Florida. Uh, I just uh, I just did my father's memorial service yesterday in Lubbock. He was 92 years old, folks. I'm gonna tell you, I, I don't I don't I don't know what's gonna happen today, but I felt like I entered into a new realm. Or you know you know you you go through different seasons and 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 we had me. I have four older brothers and I have a younger sister. And I told this at the funeral. My daddy said if I'd have been the fifth child, he'd only had one. So uh, uh, and then he wanted a girl. He finally got a girl. And he, he told my wife, my mother, that if she finally, if she'd have a girl, he'd buy her a new car and add on to the house. And, and uh, so she kept pumping them out, getting, I'm going to get a girl. And she got one, amen. And uh, I got a wonderful family. I got like a wonderful, we, all my brothers and sisters, my, my, all my brothers and my one sister and all their children and grandchildren. And, and my mother, she passed away a few years ago. And then my father passed away yesterday. Uh, he passed away on Tuesday. And, uh, um, I mean, he got up, went to the bathroom, went and got into bed, fell asleep. They said, he's gone. I said, man, I guess he was lightening his load before he went to heaven. Hallelujah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, I, but we, and my, all, my, all, all my kids were upset. They said, Daddy, why didn't they call us? I said, they didn't know. My brother was, was, helped him get out of there and get, got back in the bed and went home. He said, if I'd known he was going to die in 30 minutes, I'd have hung out for a little while. You know? And the crazy thing was my other brother who works a job, he showed up about 30 minutes later. And somebody said, I'm so glad you, sh- you showed up. You showed up just in time. That he, he died. But, um, I'm glad he, he, you showed up when he died. He said, no. Nah. And I said, no, nah, I think it's the other way around. He died because he showed up. You know, most people don't want to be alone. He probably said, well, he's here. I'll just go ahead. Boop. He'll go call everybody. And he did. He, and it's hard to be sad. I've had my crying time. And, you know, you, you, you see your children and grandchildren crying. You go, okay, y'all may need to stop because I'm going to have to start squalling with you. And I did. I did. And it. It was, but it was unbelievable. Four people got born again yesterday. And I told the people, I said, we're going to have an altar call because my daddy promised, you're doing an altar call at my funeral. We had people standing up that was in the nursing home. They said, he was the Apostle Paul of this nursing home. He was getting people saved. He, he said, I, I stayed with a woman. She was by herself. I held hands with her all day. It, six hours she died. And he said, I told people, go ahead, you can turn loose. And he said, all of a sudden they go, oh. Somebody wants to know, it's all right, go ahead. People are afraid to die. Somebody said, I don't know if I, yeah, I'm, I think we all are. It's an unknown thing, you know, but you know, we got Jesus, so we ain't got to be afraid. Just lay back on the pillar and let her rip. Hallelujah. Amen. I heard somebody tell somebody that. So what? Um, I was a youth pastor. I, I, just real quick, I'm going to give you the quick one. I, 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 I tell these students in the schools, we go into schools and do assembly programs. We do drama, music, video. We just we just got a $35,000 LED wall. And somebody said, you can't have one. I said, well, I might not can, but God can. Hallelujah. I can't afford a $35,000 LED wall. But he owns the cattle on a thousand hill and all the chicken houses and the silver and the gold and everything. Amen. And then my son, after we got the LED wall, uh, Hannah, he said, oh, Daddy, we need lifts. I said, how much are they? Well, they're for $7,000 apiece. Uh, and then we need a processor. That's about $2,500. And he said, oh, we need trust. That's $800 a piece. I was like, if he'd have told me that, I'd probably said, forget the LED wall. But, you know, and we had to get a new trailer. It's $8,000. Did you know it's all paid for? Today. 
today. I didn't have to bake chickens. We didn't have to do a lemonade stand. It all came in. Man, I, I'm listen. We, now we need to take up an offering, don't we? Hallelujah. No. So uh, anyway, we um we we went into these um. Uh, well, let me let me say this. I, I I don't have time to do that. I'll be here all day. Let me just tell you this. I was an idiot. I was the only thing I accomplished in high school. I got voted class clown. I had an English teacher. She said, "You write well and you speak well." She's not very good grammatically, but there's some good content. And I shut her down. I think I cursed her out, Hannah, uh, Law, Hannah, Law. Okay. And then I said, um, but she saw something in me. You know, the Bible says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. And the education system, glory be to God for educators, is are there to help you determine your skill sets and help you develop them. And I tell these to the kids in the public schools. And I said, but if you goof around in here and you try to blow through here and you don't listen, you're going to be hating life when you get out there. I meet grown people every day that hate life. They come home, kick their dog, slap their wife, and turn up a case of Budweiser every night because they're miserable and it's their fault. I don't care if you're 85 years old. There's something you're supposed to be doing. You better get on it. Amen. And you better find out what that gift is, hospitality or whatever that is. Anyway, I got to a college because I, I didn't want to go to the military and I didn't want to get a job. I was pretty sorry. I, I'm just. I was a sinner. That's what sinners do. They're sorry. And I got to college, made three S and a D my first semester, made three S and a F my second semester. That's four Fs. Got kicked out of school, got arrested, drugs, alcohol. I moved them to the big city of Tallahassee. Uh, was just, it just wiped me out. And uh, somebody left a Kenneth Hagin book in my apartment. My brother, I, uh, yesterday, I got a spiritual heritage. He got, he got saved, and, and he left a Kenneth Hagin book called Words. And I read that book. I didn't read many books, but it was a, I didn't read much books, but it was a little book, thank God. And I read that book, and in the back of that book, I uh, had the prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. I got down on my knees in my apartment, and I never looked back. Started going to a little Assembly of God church. And uh, Steve Hill was my youth pastor from the Brownsville Revival. Yeah, a great man of God. I got to meet his children here in, in Dallas, Texas, a few about two years ago, and, 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 and told them about how he influenced my life, and their tears just streaming down their face, and just blessed me, amen. He since, since went home to be with Jesus, but um, I moved back to Lava, got a job. Well, actually, I left college, graduated, I went back to TCC, went back to Florida State, got a four-year degree in criminology. I was a criminal. <laughs> I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, my father didn't understand. Why are you going there? You need to go get a job. I said, I'm going to Bible school. Went to Bible school for two years, me and my sister. Graduated in 1985, moved back to Live Oak, got a job uh, working at a, a Melody at the school there, the Christian school in the church as a youth pastor. Was there 17 years. Then I transferred as a, an associate pastor, or I, I, I like to say interim. Somebody asked me to be a pastor, and they said, could you be our interim pastor? I said, I can do interim. That's temporary. But I'm not doing it anymore. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, was, that was then, okay? So... Um, we were there uh, two years, and, and we and, and uh, th this is crazy. I uh, I'll have to come back and share the whole thing. But we we had a chance to go into a school in England do an assembly program, uh, uh, and I'd seen an assembly program. I helped out facilitate one in 1990. And this is a whole um, message on vision. But, I, but what happened was I I got into a school, got to see the see some things happen, and I thought I'm gonna do this one day. And uh, in, not, in 2001, we took our youth group into the public school. We had to drop Jesus out of everything. We did a program. A year later, we did another program. And in 2004, I walked away from a 19-year a, a career. You get a few raises in 19 years. At 43 years old with four children, one of my cousins said, if you quit your job, your four children are going to starve to death. And I looked down at those kids. I tell them that story I just told you. And I said, the same people that told me I couldn't do this are going to tell you you can't graduate from Tiff County High School. They're going to tell you you can't make it to the 10th grade. They're going to tell you you can't go to college. They're going to tell you you can't be a nurse, a doctor. You can't open up your own restaurant. I said, and I'm telling you, I've had kids scream at me. My God, he's telling the truth. Listen. And someone said, Jesus. I was like. <laughs> we had some girls, there's some black girls up on the front. I said, you better stop that because you're going to get me in big trouble. You start screaming, Jesus, we in trouble. <clears throat> One guy lifted front of the stage. I said, this ain't an altar call. We can't do altar <laughs> I just, hey, they can do whatever they want. As long as I don't cross any lines, I'm good. And then we invite them to come back that night through the FCA, and then we can, we can, we can't even tell them why they're coming back. Because we get parents, we say, bring your mom and dad. We'll get parents, you know, they'll, they'll come in, put their cigarettes out, put their beer away, and come on in the building. They don't know it's church. And we used to start out with 
talking about we'd have open up in prayer and the people they'd be cussing us out. They lied to us. He saw blah, 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 blah. And they'd be going out the door. But now we learn it's like going fishing. You don't bang the boat when you go fishing. My dad used to beat my behind. Stop, son! You're scaring the fish. So we got um we learned that it's an evangelistic outreach. Somebody asked me one time. They said, "Are, are you trying to make a church service? Or are you trying to do an evangelistic outreach?" I'm pretty I'm pretty slow, Hannah. I just said, "Uh, I don't know." He goes, "It's not a trick question. Uh, is it one of the?" I, I, I don't know. He goes. I guess it's an evangelistic outreach. That's right. Then you don't need to have people up there in choir robes when they walk in. You know, not that, not that we did that, but we. Um, so now we open up an upbeat, positive music. We had somebody, a church lady, got mad the other day. She goes, "I can't believe they're singing secular music." Anyway, that's like can't believe they're using lures to fish with. You know what I mean? Well, you just go throw your line out there with a hook on, see if you catch anything. You know what I mean? And we'll give away food and we'll have prizes. We're not trying to trick them. The government set us up. We can't, talk, we can't tell them why you're coming back. And we're going to have a big time tonight. It's going to be good. You better come. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're seeing 85-year-old people get saved, 73-year-old people get saved, 65-year-old people get saved, 59-year-old people get saved, 40. I was just in Jefferson County, and we had a, a mother, a father. Grace was with us. Where's Grace? She might be helping. She's back there. Grace was with us. We, we saw a mother, a grandmother, a son, and a granddaughter. Three generations got born again. Hallelujah. I'll be fixing to dance up in here in a minute. You see me do a Holy Ghost jig. Hallelujah. So uh, that, that's what we do. And, and uh, man, I love my job. And, uh, you know, I tell these kids, we've been, we've been, all, we've been all over the world. And, and that's part of my father's heritage. I, I quoted that scripture. Is it Psalm 127? Like a heir is in the hand of a mighty man or a man, a man that's blessed that has his quiver full. Well, an heir is meant to be shot, folks. Don't leave it in the in the quiver, amen. So uh, my father shot me out, and, and I'm shooting my kids out, amen. We're going somewhere. We're somebody. I tell these kids in these schools. I said, you need to get a passport. Somebody said, why? Cause we're going somewhere, amen. And your gift that I didn't even know I had has brought me here today. And there's greatness in every one of you. And you better find out what you're supposed to be doing. We were in Nashville, Georgia, and this one kid. He goes, well, I just like to fish. I said, well, last time I checked, there's a fishing show on every Saturday morning. You think that guy just fell in a boat drunk one day and somebody took a picture of it and said, hey, you need to start your own show. No. There was a plan. There was a, you got to start, go fish. Take your video camera with you. Somebody said, you're so lucky. How'd you get this? Brother, this ain't luck. And I said, that, I talked to the principal. I said, that'd be like your principal stumbling in there. We need a principal. Can you handle this? Told him the key. No, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. And you better be writing your story because you might not like it the way somebody else writes your story. Listen, there's a lot of people trying to write my story. There was a girl, and there was this guy, and there was this drug addict. And I, uh, you, you ain't going to label me. If I'm going to get labeled, I'm going to label myself. Amen. I done preached myself happy. Hallelujah. I'm at the title of my message. We ain't even gotten to the message yet. Gee whiz, we can go home now and be blessed. The title of my message is Voice Activated Faith. Hallelujah. Now, this is, from, this is for y'all. I never preached this before. This ain't one I got out of a can somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, I was praying. I said, Lord, I don't want to just preach something I preach. I just want, I, I can come up here and teach on vision, and I could do it. I'd love it. And I said, Lord, I want to preach. I want to minister what they need. He said, well, you need to pray and ask me. And I, I, I started praying in the Holy Ghost. I said, Lord, I've been busy this week. I had a, all kind of stuff. I had a conference and I had a, a funeral get ready for and family. You know, you got to do all that family stuff, which is great. I, I, I love my family. We had a blessed time last night. We were up late. But uh, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to give this word. And, and, man, he started bringing it out like hot bread out of an oven. I was like, Lord, I might not get all this out. So, uh, but we're going we're gonna to knock it out. Hallelujah. Look at uh, Romans chapter. Well, you, maybe you don't have to turn there. I want to just tell you this. Listen to this. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, we're all given a measure of faith. You know, God's, no, God's not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of persons after you get born again because he respects faith. If she ain't doing anything with her faith and she's doing something with her, God, God's moved by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, I'm, I just feel, don't he feel sorry for me? Don't he know what happened to me last night? I'm sorry. If God was, if God, man, we would have it made if God felt sorry for people and was moved by pity. My God, I'd be the richest man because I'm always having pity parties. 
We would just stink and have it made. But you got to understand something. God's not a trespasser. God can't trespass into this earth unless somebody acknowledges faith. It's like money. It's the, it's the currency of heaven. Faith, is that's a good definition right there. Faith is the currency of heaven. If You, you, you need to write that down and, and, and send it to me. I need to quote that again. It, it's, it's, what, it's how you buy goods into this earth. Because the devil won't let, ain't letting nothing come into this earth unless somebody believes him. You know, John Wesley said it seems that God can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks him. Man, this stuff's rolling out of me. Shee, that ain't in my notes. Listen, God can do nothing. He says, I don't know why, but it seems that way. And uh, I went to Raymond. Kenneth Hagin said, I'm going to find out why. He spent seven, eight years studying. That boy would stay up. His son, I'm, I, I'm, you know, uh, I met Brother Hagin. I was in his school, but his son, I'm, I'm, you know, we know each other. And he, he said, he'd be, when I'd go to bed at night, he'd be there. When I woke up in the morning, he'd still be there. That was for seven or eight years. And he said the Lord took him to the book of Genesis, and, and I, I'd do a whole teaching on the purpose of Jesus. We were just in Miami. I went four days teaching youth about the purpose of Jesus. You know, they, you don't know the purpose of something. I heard uh, Miles Ramos said, abuse is inevitable. Folks, Jesus is being abused because people don't even know. One girl, she called me one day. She says, I'm, I'm trying to get my Muslim friend born again. And I just keep telling him he needs Jesus. And he'd say, why do I need him? You just need him. Why? I'm just telling me. I'm, I'm just telling you, you need him. That's like showing somebody a toilet and they don't know what a toilet is. You tell them you need that thing. I got four at my house. Yeah, you need them. Amen. I got kids. They are all over the place, man. But you, you know, they're gonna cook rice in that thing or something. You know what I mean? Beans and rice. No, we can fry fish in there or something. But abuse is inevitable if you don't know the purpose of something. That might not be a good example. It works for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'm talking about the, maybe going to the jungles of Africa. They ain't never seen one. What's that? Why well, we gonna have beans and rice now? No, we ain't cooking beans and rice in there. Hallelujah. So, so you got to know why Jesus, why he came. I mean, Jesus had to come. I'm, I'm telling you, folks. I had these Calvinist people, and we get in all these arguments because they want to say, "Well, you don't, we don't even believe in evangelism." Jesus said, going all the world and preach the gospel. What part of that do you not believe? Well, whoever's going to be saved. I mean, they got, they got it all figured out. You know, a sovereignty is, is, is like a drawer where you don't understand something, you throw it in there. You got a junk drawer at your house? Where does that go? I don't know. Just throw it in there. Amen? Folks, the sovereignty means the complete control of everything. I'm, last time I checked, he is not complete control of everything here. If he is, and this, that's a whole nother teaching. I get off on that. I'll be going... Um, you know what? God is sovereign over me. I don't know what he is over you. Because when I bowed my knee and I said, Jesus is Lord. He became the sovereign God in my life. In fact, I just say this. When the free will of man, when you declare Jesus is Lord over your life, that's when you got born again. The first time you ever said that. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised from the dead, you will be saved. That's the Bible. Romans 10, 9, and 10. It don't get no better than that. In fact, we're going we're gonna to see something. Oh, this is good. God's putting this together. If you confess with your voice activated, somebody. I'm telling you, I ain't this smart. I ain't this good. I couldn't put this together if I tried. So when you declare Jesus is Lord, your free will rammed right into the complete control of God. That's sovereignty. But people got the sovereignty is just like, oh, it's a, uh, he's up there pulling strings and pushing buttons and ain't really nothing we can do. That's garbage. That's garbage. You, that ain't in the Bible. I had a guy pre came to our church and he was preaching that Satan had, uh, Jesus had Satan on a leash and whenever he lets him loose to do whatever he wants for bad or good. That's about the most asinine thing i ever heard in my life. My wife said, we're leaving, get up, because I can't, I don't want that, that poison get in my ears. Now listen, do I understand everything that happens in my life? I don't, but if I don't know, I don't, I don't open my mouth and say something stupid when I don't. You just say, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this, because I'm struggling. That's all right, give me some scripture, stay with the word, stay with the word. Don't, I don't care what Laurel says, I don't care what I say. If I ain't got no scripture to back up what I say, you forget it and just say, forget it. Forget what Chris Musgrove said. My wife will tell you that. Chris, if don't, we don't, they don't need your opinion. They don't need anything you got, what you think. 
But we can see it throughout the Scripture. One Scripture I will tell you, Daniel chapter 10, when Daniel was praying, that's Old Covenant. We got way better thing than what Daniel had. The devil, uh, you remember when he, the angel showed up and said, I've been, I've been coming to you, for, it took me 21 days to get here, but I was sent the day you started believing. The day you started believing, I was sent, but it took me 21 days. What, did they have a fallout energy failure in heaven? Power outage? The angel broke his wing on the way down, somebody shot at him? Last time I checked, I thought it was pretty quick. Them boys could fly. Man, a daggum TWA pilot could have got here that quick, you know. And he says, but the prince of Persia withheld me 21 days. So what I was going to say, God's not a trespasser. God put man in charge. You're in control. You have dominion. A dominion means you have a domain. You are king. You rule. The Bible says in Psalm 116, verse 15, the heavens belong to God and the earth he's given to the sons of men. That's me and you. Are you a son of a man or daughter of a man? We, there's a man involved in every one of our lives, I promise you. If it is, you're an alien. And men is, is men, women, it's humankind, you know, mankind. And, 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 and Satan showed up and deceived man. Man, this I could go. I could take off on this, and it, it would take. It, it's a it's a four day message. Well, I should say four hours. Well, we ain't got. We ain't gonna do you like that. So, I'm, but I'm, I'm I want to set the stage. So, because that's why we got to understand about faith. Why is it set up like this? God just it, because here's what happened. God could not trespass in the earth. God's not a trespasser. He told you not to trespass. And he said the only way he can get. So the only way he could get in the earth. And man, I could. Man, this thing will preach. It'll make you, you. I can take you from Genesis to Revelation. When we get done, you'll be running all over the building. He found a man, not a not a nation, a man. Israel ain't Israel wasn't nothing. Abraham was a man. Yeah, he found a man that would obey him because there was a man that disobeyed him. He had to get a man that would obey. And because that man obeyed, he was willing to give his only son. Did you know it says that in Genesis 22, 5? He says the angel stopped Abraham and said, you were willing to give your son, your only begotten son. Have you heard that anywhere before? And something you said a while ago, boy, it sparked something in me. I was, I was taking notes. You said the, the devil heard Jesus. The devil heard Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to start. I'm, it just got me a message. I'm going to look up every time the devil heard Jesus. But uh, so Isaac said, Daddy, where's the lamb? He said, God will provide a lamb. And the first prophetic word ever spoken in the New Testament was John the Baptist. And the devil heard it. John the Baptist come walking, uh, Jesus come walking, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. About 2,000 years later, that prophecy came to pass. And Satan heard it. And Satan says, Yeah, I got something for that lamb. I'm going to take him out just like I did the first. I'm going to take the second Adam. Jesus is called the second Adam. Go read it. Don't take my word for it. It's in the Bible. Get you Google it. You'll find it. He said, I'm going to take care of the second Adam just like I did the first. He deceived him the same three ways. And Jesus just kept saying, it is written. It, you, know, you know what I'm glad of? I'm glad Jesus said it is written. You know why? Because if I'd have been Jesus, I said, I'm Jesus. Fool, back up. But Jesus was humble. And he wasn't. He was a man. He just kept quoting the word of God. He was quoting from the will, baby. This is the will. Somebody said, I just want to know God's will. Well, read this right there. My father left a will for, for, for me. He died. The will, became, the will came to pass on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. The Bible says, and I think it's Hebrews 6, 16, that the testament doesn't go in force until the testator dies. Folks, he died. But thank God he rose again. Hallelujah. So when the devil shows up and says, you ain't healed, you're going to die, you got cancer. doctor said, you got six months to live. I said, first of all, there's a great physician that counteracted that, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, what does the doctor make say? Um, prognosis. Hallelujah. I don't know them big words. Hallelujah. The doctor said, but God's got a higher prognosis. And it's in the will. It's in the will. It it's my inheritance. Folks, if the richest man in the whole wide world, if he found out he was your great uncle, Lord, he said, Honey, the wheel's coming to your house. It's about six, it's about six inches wide. Six inches. And it's going to take you all day to read all the stuff that belongs to you. You get real excited. But I'm going to tell you, this wheel here is better than if the richest man in the world died and left you all he had. Islands, 
He owns Disney World. He owns the airlines. He owns everything. Because you can get all that and die the next day. But this brings healing, deliverance, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Folks, if, if people would get a hold of that, we wouldn't have to ask them to come to church. They'd be opening the door for you. Hallelujah. So now, Jesus came, died. He defeated the devil, took back what the devil stole, gave the keys to Matt. Uh, remember we told Peter, said, he said, Peter said, who do you say that I am? He said, you're Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. That's, that, that's it. When you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, you've come into the kingdom. Upon this rock, this foundational truth, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's so much revelation in that whole thing about the purpose of Jesus. Uh, this will finish it off for you, just to help you out. 1 John 3, 8 says, He who sins, this sounds weird, and it's not weird, it's just true. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning, Genesis. For this purpose, purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What was the work of the devil? He, 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 he took over. He told Jesus in Luke 4. He said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I can get, all this was handed over to me, and I'll give it to you. Now, he, he had it, but he ain't got it no more. But, but by default, by default, did you know there's, I just looked this up, there's $58 billion in the United States of America in unclaimed money, properties, what in the stinking world's wrong with people? Fifty-eight billion? Well, uh, well, guess what? Why would possess people to be so? Well, they wouldn't get their fifty-eight billion. They don't know. Because I had a girl stand up, a, a young lady. She said, "Well, if everything you're saying is true, everybody ought to be getting saved. Why ain't they? They don't know. You got the gospel. The good news is in you. Going to all the world." We got to do our, y'all need to go to the park and tell them the good news, amen? Now, you can't tell them all that in one day, be, but get them in here and start teaching them the word, hallelujah. So Romans 12, 3 says, for everyone is given a measure of faith. We got that faith. When you get born again, somebody says, I just want God to give me faith. Well, why don't you get saved? You'll get some. You can't get faith. Well, I hear people all the time, well, you pray that I'll have faith. I say, well, I, I, if you'll get saved, you can have some. Otherwise, ain't nothing you can do. You can build up your faith. You can build it, but faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if you want to you get faith, just start reading your Bible. Just start listening to the Word of God. Meditate on the Word. The Bible says in Joshua, you know, meditate. You know, meditating on the Word will make you more sensitive to the Spirit, too. Thank you, Holy Jesus. The Holy Spirit gets excited when he hears His Word. I'm going to tell you. The devil can't stand the word of God. When, when Jesus kept saying it is written, the devil ran. He says he departed for a bit, another time. So he's coming back. If he's coming back after Jesus, he's coming back after you. And folks, I can say it is written, but you've got to know it is written before you can say it is written. James 2.16. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, hold on. Faith comes from us hearing the word of God, but it is released by our words and actions. And, and James 2.26 says, faith without works is dead. If you say you got faith, show me your faith. And you got these grace people. Then you got to understand, grace is everything God did. Faith is our part. You can't just walk around, well, grace is going to fall, grace is going to fall, grace is going to fall. You might as well get grace to come here and fall. Cause that's, about the only <laughs> that's about the only grace you're going to get. I, I'm just been telling you. Because uh, you you, it ain't going to fall off on you unless you release faith. you got to release faith. Amen? That would be a good skit to have grace fall. Hey, grace just fell. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 8 through 13 says, but what does it, Romans 10, 8 through 13. Uh, I like that. Faith without works is dead. Uh, amplified says, faith without corresponding actions. Show me your faith. Corresponding, you know, you, you, you're walking out. I, I know Jesus always had people do something. Go, go, go wash in the pool. Go, you know, do this. Go do that. Uh, Zacchaeus climbed up a tree. That's faith. He was a tax collector. He's kind of a, you know, a, a popular, a ritzy person. What's that fool doing up in that tree? He got crazy. Did you know that the Bible says that Jesus, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. He didn't see Zacchaeus. He felt Zacchaeus. He came to the place. What place is that? A place of faith. Now, this will preach. And he looked up. 
I'm going to your house. Why did he go to that? That ain't fair. He went to his house. I don't even go to my house. Jesus, how you doing? I, I, I was at the temple every Sunday. Man, I, 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 didn't, I ain't ate no pork this month. Man, I've been doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, or whatever them Jewish people believe. You know what I mean? And I said, I like pork. Hallelujah. And he, and he says, uh, and it, but so, so God's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. Man, I ain't preached this good in my whole life. Y'all pulling it out of me. Listen to this. The woman with the issue of blood. I was going to look at this. Mark chapter 5. You know, somebody thought God's up there saying yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 well, maybe. No, no, never mind. There ain't no yes and no. It's always yes. It's been yes. It, I, don't, I can't find anywhere in the whole Bible where God ever said no. You got people writing whole sermon series when God says no. Man, you need to burn that with the trash next month. Hallelujah. Jeez. You know, I was just thinking Peter was in the boat and he, Peter said, can I come to you? He said, come on. He probably should have said no on that one. Hallelujah. No, no. That was faith. He had enough faith to ask. That's, that's action. Did you know that God, man, this is a whole nother man. I'm getting like 18 messages. God said yes even when he wanted to say no. They want the children of Israel want a king. No, you don't need a king. No, you, we want a king like everybody else. No, you don't need a king. No, please, can we have a king? If that's what you want, have a king. I'm not saying God's a spoiled parent. He's just up there doing everything. Because it, it does take faith. And I guess they just got persistent. He finally said, you, you ain't going to want a king, but if that's what you want, I'm going to let you have it. You think that's what you want. And we've done that with our own kids. Yeah, you think you want that. I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to like it. I don't like this. You want to give them the right hand of fellowship, but you hold back. Hallelujah. Whew. Glory be to God. Can I get the tape? You recording this? Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told my wife, I said, you better come with me this morning. It's going to be good. She goes, I'm going to my church. I said, you're going to miss God, but that's all right. Hannah, you call her and tell her. Hallelujah. <laughs> I told Cornell the same thing. He said, I gotta do, I'm, I'm doing something in Valdosta. I said, you're going to miss God too, baby. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Romans 10, 8 through 13 says, but what does it say? It says, the word is near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, unto right living, the standard. Amen. I, told, I tell these kids, they say, what's righteousness? It's the opposite of wrongness. Hallelujah. <laughs> And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. Now, I ain't got time to break down the word salvation, but I think it's the, the, the word is, is um, it's soteria, and it means uh, prosperity, it means uh, healing, it means joy, it means well-being, it means deliverance, uh, it means the, the glory of God. It's everything. Salvation is not the new birth. The new birth is the entrance into salvation. We, 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 we confuse those words. We, don't, we, didn't, we shouldn't say we had so many salvations last night. Because, man, that's the whole not lock, stock, and barrel. Now, that's the entrance into salvation. It's called the new birth. It's the door to salvation. And that's, why, that's why he said, work out your salvation. Well, you, you got to make it work. Yeah, you, you're, working out, you're working it out by study to show yourself approved. You know what? Uh, the Word of God is profitable. You know, you need to learn the Word of God. You need to study the Word of God. You need to grow in the, the, the knowledge and the wisdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the study of the Word. Through fellowshipping with people. Amen. And it says, But whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between the Jew and Greek, for the same is Lord over all. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We use that scripture. Whoever calls. So, so you're calling. You're, you're declaring your lordship. The Bible says in Colossians that the, when uh, you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. When were you transferred? When I died. No, when you confess Jesus as Lord. When, when Peter said that, he said, uh, he said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't get you that. Your brain didn't come up with that. That's flesh and blood. He said, but my Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit revealed that to you. Because you, you and you, he, he acted on what he heard. That was faith was released. And then that measure of faith was given to him. He said, upon this rock, I will build. That's salvation. Oh, this is good. I never said that. I will build my church, 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell can't prevail against it. I used to think there were these gates coming around chasing me. Gates ain't got legs. I, I, I should have known better. I grew up on a farm. Gates are meant to keep things out or keep something in. And then he says, but I'm giving you the keys. Glory to God. What do keys do? Unlock gates. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. John Wesley. John Wesley, was, he was getting it, but he didn't get it all. It seems like God can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks him. You have not because you ask not. Behold, in my name you'll cast out devils. Luke 10, 13, or 10, 19. And you know, you uh, tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give you authority. Authority. Authority is, is, uh, is, is, uh, is a badge. It's, I've been deputized in the name of Jesus. The devil can't, I don't care what the doctor said about you. You don't understand. It's just your mama had it, your daddy had it, and you're going to have it. That's a life in the pit of hell. I'm going to get it out of mama and daddy too. Hallelujah. So Luke 17, verse 5 and 6, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. It sounds like, don't be judging. Don't be hating on the apostles because they, they wasn't. He said, increase our faith. Jesus, that would be me. I said, go read your Bible, fool. You know, anyway. He said, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots, be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. That's just pretty stinking awesome. Amen. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, I've seen a mustard seed, and it's little. Anybody ever seen one? It's almost, you, if you drop it in the in floor, we in trouble. Go on, think we find it. At least I can't. You've got a magnifying glass. He said, and here, here's this, I love Charles Caps. He said it like this. If you have faith as a seed saying. I'm not, I'm not changing the word. That's exactly what he said. Jesus said, if you have faith as a seed saying. So, so that's a planting a seed. If you speak, you plant a seed. And you're planting hope. Hope is the bridge to faith. So don't ever, don't ever discount your word. Wow. What's the chances of somebody have a mustard seed? In, in the, you could go to a 10,000 seed auditorium and nobody have a mustard seed. I think we're in the right place today, somebody. Jesus, we're going to have to have a healing line. I want somebody to lay hands on me. Hallelujah. I, I can't even see that thing. Oh, I see it. Unless that's a flea in there. Hallelujah. That thing's little. Jeez. Wow. I'm glad you're recording this. Hallelujah. I'm about to just pause for a minute and just see what God wants to do. I don't want to, I don't want to mess what he's wanting to do. I'm just going to keep going until he tells me to do something else. Hallelujah. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He said, if you have faith as a seed saying, and it would obey you. It would obey you. Not it might. Not it, it, it is a good chance. In Mark 5, the woman with the incurable blood had spent all she had on doctors and was worse. That's verse 26. Verse 26. I've got to figure out how to work this thing here. we got to stop. Jeez. I, I'm, I'm on my last page, I think. Or maybe not. Yeah, I am. I am. So we're, um, I don't think anybody wants to stop right now, do you? Yeah, all right, hold on. We'll pick up at verse uh, 27. He says, uh, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him and, and, and the crowd and touched his garment. When she heard about Jesus, what did she do? She heard. Faith comes by, Romans 10, 17. When she heard about Jesus, then she did something. She acted on her faith. She came behind him. The crowd touched his garment. For she said, she had said, she said with her mouth, in her heart she believed, out of her mouth she said, if I could just touch the hem of his clothes, I shall be made whole. And listen, folks, here's the problem. This is, a, this is a bad problem. Faith works in reverse. It works in the negative. I just know my mama's going to die. I just know my mama's going to die. You'll have whatever you say. And people wouldn't be saying if they didn't believe it. My mama cursed a magnolia tree one time. I hate that tree. I just wish it died. I just believe it. My daughter said, that tree died. I love that tree. My, 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 my sister who had the house with the magnolia tree. She said, my mama killed the magnolia tree. <laughs> wow. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. When she heard about so I want you to understand something. 
Jesus didn't say yes to the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't even know she was there. In fact, what did he ask? What question did he ask when he felt the thing go out, the virtue? Who touched me? So he didn't say yes to her. Oh, he just said yes to her, but he said no to me. No, you just didn't have faith. And, and once again, listen, I don't like saying that. In fact, don't, I'm going to reverse the tape. I don't like ever saying you didn't have faith. You can have faith, but you don't know how to release your faith. Most of the time, that's like you had money in your wallet and you forgot it was there. Boy, you'd, you'd have released it if you'd known it was there. You, 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 there's faith in there, but you just got to stir up your faith. So I, I, don't, I would, don't ever say the reason why that person didn't get healed, they didn't have faith. Because you don't know, somebody may be over there. They might not have faith. you got 14 people saying all kind of stuff. It's just bomb, bomb, bomb. And her faith got drowned out. I'm sorry. You understand? So I, I just I don't like that. I don't, I don't like to say they didn't have faith. Because that, that looks like you're, you're judging it. And you don't know. You know. And listen, I don't know why you died. You don't know why I died. Because if we, something happened to you or me or you or me or anybody in here, somebody says, well, I wonder why they died. It ain't none of my stinking business. You don't know, they're, they're, but God looks at the heart. They might have been praying, Lord, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm tired of fighting. I'm, I want to come home. So, in verse 34, Jesus responded to her, Your faith has made you well. She heard, and faith came. And then she said, and she did what she said. She acted on her faith confession. Now, listen, you can be saying until your tongue drops out of your mouth, and, and you can be saying this, this, and this, but... It, you got to act on your confession. Uh, Kenneth Hagin was laying in the bed, and they had an incurable blood disorder. They had an uh, 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 incurable heart disease, and they said, you, you, you have to die. The Mayo Clinic, the doctor said, you have to die. And he said, Lord, you said, I, if I believe I receive, I'm, I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. And he said, he, said, um, he said, if you appeared to me today, Lord Jesus, if you came into my bed and looked at me and you said, you don't believe, I'd, I'd say you're a liar, Jesus. That's pretty strong. That's strong. And Jesus said, you do believe. You do believe as much as you know. I tell people, somebody said, uh, when, you, when you've done all you know to do, you need to know some more. That's good right there. I heard Glory Copeland say that. I wrote that one down. When you've done all you know to do, you need to know some more. You don't need to do some more. You need to know some more. Because you're acting on... Faith comes by hearing the word. Now, this is good stuff. Faith comes by hearing the word. So you want to act on that faith. Faith confession would come out of what you get from the word of God. And you may get a word. And, and God is with you. He, he ain't up there hiding it from you. You may be, you know, say, I don't know why. I just felt going to hear this tent evangelist. I ain't even sure if I even know if I agree with him. And you walk in there by faith. And he says three things. You said, oh, my God. Oh, my God, there's my answer. Or when you're out there washing the car, washing dishes, and when you least expect it, he drops that word in your heart. And, oh, Jesus. And all of a sudden, there it is. So, so you, you say, Lord, I need to know more. I'm trusting you. You show me where to go. You, you, you seek and you shall find. Ask and it shall be given. But we're going to run off and see what the doctor says because I ran out of gas. I got to get the doctor. You better go get some more gas. Amen? That's, that's faith. And when she said this, she did what she said. She acted on her faith confession. Hebrews 10.23. Now, I'm not down in confession because you really can't have whatever you say. You can have whatever you believe. I don't, oh, you believe in that name it, claim it? No, I believe in name it, claim it if you believe it. I do believe in name it, claim it if you believe it. So I want a million dollars. You don't believe you can get a million dollars. You couldn't believe God for $55. I'm talking about some of these bozos that ain't even half saved. They won't come out. Well, I want a new pink Cadillac and a thousand million dollars. I said, man, you couldn't believe God for a broken down wheelbarrow. Jeez. And so I do believe there's a thing, you know, you. You, you've been given a measure of faith, and you, you've been given talents. What did you do with your talents? Well, I went and invested them, or I went and I gave them to her, and God blessed me back. Helped you, I took money. I gave it to my mom. I'm going to tell you, you'll never run out of money. You'll never run out of money. I, I truly believe if you believe it, you can sell everything you got and give it all away. Man, in about three days, you better get ready. It's like somebody, you might win the lottery. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about all that, but you're going to get something. It's coming back. It's coming back, I promise you. Let us hold fast. Hebrews 10.23, our confession of faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Hold fast your confession of faith. That's not just your confession of Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, you need to do that too. He is, Jesus is Lord. 
You need, I love Kenneth Copeland. I was just in the Kenneth Copeland meeting. Jesus is Lord. You can't say that enough. You didn't say it when I was 12 years old at faith camp and got saved. No, you need to keep saying it. The devil needs to hear you say it. And then 2 Corinthians 4 3, 2 Corinthians 4 3, it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, all of us, we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Oh, Jesus. We believe, therefore we speak. And if you believe and speak, and you're going to act. Amen. You believe, you're going to speak, you're going to act. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Man, I just sense an anointing, just a, some breakthrough and some increase. I, I, I don't just say that because it sounds spiritual or it sounds like I've got something or I'm some something I ain't. I'm, I'm telling you, God's. I've never had anything that I didn't have to just step out and do something first. I, I've needed a roof. We go, and uh, I was believing. I said, I need some money. I need some money. And uh, my pastor said, Pastor L.A. Joyner, he said, he said, some of y'all are praying for a roof, and you need to call a roofer. God don't do roofs. And I was like, <laughs> I called a roofer. And next thing I know, I called a guy that I knew, and he said, call this guy. The guy came to my house. He said, listen, I need work, and you need a roof. And it was about Christmas. And I said, gee, how much is it going to cost? He said, I think I can probably do it for $4,000. i have been quoted $10,000. I about kissed him on the lips. I said, <laughs> I said huh. That's a big difference. I mean, four thousand is a lot of money, but ten thousand is a lot more than that. And uh, and he when he got done with the job, I paid him forty five hundred. I said I'm gonna give him a five hundred dollar bonus. Bless God. And he did a wonderful job. All my neighbors was going, "My, your roof looks good." I said, "It does. God is good." And then uh, we needed some uh, some concrete poured. We had an old asphalt driveway. Man, it was broken up, and I had trees. And somebody said, "Well, I ain't gonna. I don't think you need to fix it till that tree." When that last storm we had, Irma, boy, they, that tree came down, and and it ripped up part of my sidewalk. It mean it came down. It popped. It's the sidewalk. You know how they got sections. Woom! The sidewalk flew up in the air. I'm like, man, I'm glad I wasn't out there. <laughs> so we got the tree. And my neighbors came. We cleaned all the tree up. Got all that done. Got this, and then my, my, my son-in-law does landscape irrigation. He said, he goes, that's going to cost you about $10,000. And I'm not even sure that's counting ripping up the asphalt. It's going to uh, you got to do all this stuff. I live on a, a, a hill there in Oldwood Valley in Valdosta. It's a drop-off. And um, you got to have it. It's, anyway, um, it, was, it was miraculous. I think I ended up paying, oh, I don't know, it was like five, $6,000. And, and it saved me like $4,000. People were coming and doing stuff. But, you know, and I, I, I really didn't have the money. And I, I'm, I'm not suggesting this. Don't go out and do something stupid. But I knew that I knew that I was at my form. I said, I got to have this, Lord. I said, I got to have it. I had given away a vehicle, and, uh, and I was believing God for another vehicle. And I saw someone needed a vehicle. And I said, I'm, I told my wife, she said, go ahead. Gave my vehicle away. And I was driving our uh, truck uh, that we use for Future Now. And it's a big old diesel dually. And I'm running up and down these roads. I said, man. This, I don't need to be driving this thing. I need to conserve the miles plus the gas. And um, I told my wife, I said, I've got to have a vehicle. And there was a, a dealer there in town uh, that had loaned us a vehicle to drive our generator. We have a generator we have to pull as well as a trailer. And I said, I'm going to go buy a vehicle from that man. That man blessed me. I'm, I, I couldn't sleep if I didn't go. And I said, I need a vehicle. He said, well, I got this, this car, and, and it's, a, it's a Taurus. I said, Taurus? Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at it's like something like Kojak used to drive. You know? I don't know who Kojak is. Anyway, I went and, uh, and me and my wife went up there. She dropped me off and, and she goes, man, that, <clears throat> that car looks pretty nice. I said, yeah, it does. Let's get in. We drive AC blue, blue fine, you know. It was, it was like a 2008, uh, but it, was, it, it wasn't the rounded version. It looked good. It was a good looking car. And she, this guy said, a professor at VSU owned this car and he, uh, his, his mother owned it. You know, they all tell you, the, an old lady drove it, you know. But it only had 50,000 miles. It was 10 years old, had 50,000 miles. I said, well, unless they turn that thing back. And it was, it looked like nobody had even been in the back seat. You know, still got the plastic and stuff on. I was like, wow, not, not quite that good. But it, it smelled good. It looked good. And, uh, and I said, I, I, and I know this guy. I just, I just trust him. He, he, I said, how much? He said, $6,000. And, and my wife, she said, you think you'd do five? I said, well, I think you might if you ask him. So she goes, would you do five? He goes, I'll do five. I was like. Maybe we should have said four. Now, now I, don't, I ain't trying to beat nobody down. I ain't wanting to beat people down. But that's what my wife had in her heart. So she said that. And then we looked up in the blue book. It was worth about 9500 
And I'm telling you, I've been riding that car everywhere. I drove it here this morning. And I just need a car to get back and forth and go. You know, we, we my wife has a car. We can do long trips on. But, but and, and the money came. I was just like, God. So sometimes start the process. I'm not saying go out and borrow what this or do this. You know, you, you the Lord will walk you through it. You got to take a step. Whatever you've been believing for, I've been believing for this. I don't care what it is. Man, I need a new roof or I need a new air conditioner. Or I need a new car. Or I need, listen, one time we were praying for a vehicle and I was saying, we need a used minivan. I kept saying, used minivan. You can have what you say. And then all of a sudden, Lord said, well, what's wrong with new? And I said, I took my, I said, do you think God in mind if we change, swap the word used for new? She goes, I don't think he would. I said, no, I don't think he would either. <laughs> And we said, Lord, we thank you for a new minivan. And I was telling that story in church, just telling the story about how we changed our worry. And I, uh, the pastor, he told me afterwards, he said, I about fell out of my chair. I almost choked. He said, somebody came to me and said, I want to buy Chris and Terry a new minivan. When you, when you line up with heaven, heaven, listen, if I got to go out and beat the bush and try to find, oh, oh that guy, he wants to do the show. I'm about to my new van. Uh, brother, I better not touch that. You understand? What do you call that? There's a word for that. If I'm trying to mess with something, dang, baby, you flowing. Sheesh. If, so I, oh, so everybody, oh, that guy over there, what's your name? Josh. I said, Josh owns a dealership. Oh, that might be my new minivan. He's over there. Hey, Josh. So I'm going to hang out with Josh. And the Lord may not even want me talking to Josh. I need to talk to you. What's your name? I'm supposed to be talking to Tina, and I'm over here hanging because I'm trying to manipulate. Folks, you better back up and get, get your rear because you. I, uh, and I'm going to tell you, I heard uh, Carolyn Savelle say this. I was at a meeting, and she said, and she don't talk much. So when she got up and started talking, I said, you better pin your ears back and listen. She said, here's the problem. And, and even if like God did something in your life, and you, you try to go make that same thing happen, you better not do that either. Don't go put mud in somebody's eyes just because you heard Jesus did it. And I'm, and I'm guilty. I'm going to raise my hand. I heard Creflo Dollar say this. I was like, man, he said, he said, some of y'all are going and doing something based on something that happened two years ago. I'm going to try to make that same miracle happen. You better back off. So we do this thing where we say, uh, trying to manipulate. And he, that, that's jo God's job. You, your job is to believe. His job is to get it to you. He'll do it the way you could never even imagine. And it'll be so awesome. It'll have to give glory to God. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Whatever you're believing God for, I want you to stretch your faith out now. We're going to pray. Lord, this is, this is a, 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 this a small group, but Lord, there, you can do some great things through this group. I, I'm Lord, I'm, I, I, there's something going on in this church in Tifton, Georgia, Lord. I don't care what anybody says or what anybody thinks. And Lord, in fact, I rebuke any unclean thoughts, any unpure thoughts. Devil, you're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. This, this group of people right here could change Tift County in about six minutes. In Jesus' name, I just speak blessing over them. Lord, I release. Lord, if there's anything in me, I just, in fact, I'm just going to lay hands. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, every one of you. That's a good thing about having a small group. Everybody. Impartation, increase, growth, wisdom, God. Supernatural wisdom. Lord, uh, areas of where they just said you know I just don't know if I can keep doing this Lord show them to change or show them to move on or show them how to get through that in Jesus name in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Father thank you Holy Spirit thank you Father you're anointing flowing Lord any area of their bodies everything Lord every organ every tissue Lord, joints in Jesus' name. Healing, whatever that, everything, Lord. Finances in Jesus' name. Lord, joy. Lord, where the, where the devil's trying to bring depression, we speak joy in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, family troubles. Lord, dissension in families. Uh, 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 issues of, of uh, uh, in-laws, Lord. Lord, we just pray blessing. We, we come against that in Jesus' name. We speak, we speak unity, Lord. We speak whatever is broken fellowship. Lord, we speak life into that. Lord, the light of your love, the light of your word shines and brings who glory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless this church. I bless every function that they do, Lord. I thank you for this outreach that's going to take place in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost.
Oh, thank you for your anointing, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We declare it. You know, always, always, uh, always have scripture to stand on. And if you don't have one, find one. Find you some scripture. Because ask the Holy Spirit. Somebody says, I, I, you know, you ask people sometimes, what scripture you stand on? Nothing in particular. And I tell people, that's probably what you're going to get, nothing in particular. You got you to gotta stand because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you, I, I guarantee the devil's going to come. He's going to try to steal that seed just like he did in, in uh, Luke 8. He's going to steal the seed just like he did from Jesus. And Jesus just kept saying it is written. The last thing I want to say is this. When we go into these communities and we pray for these students, I always lead them through Romans 10, 9, and 10. Romans 10, 9, and 10. And I say it over and over again. We take them back in the altar care room. I said, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Get your Bibles out. They'll underline it. I say, because here's what's going to happen. I promise you the devil's going to tell you that you didn't really mean that when you went down to that altar. You didn't really. You didn't really. And, and here's what you're going to say. Romans 10, 9, and 10. It is written. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. And I am saved based on the word. Not based on what I think. Not based on what I feel. Not based on what my mama said. You didn't really get anything. You know, mamas will say stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, you act, you didn't make up your bed. I know you didn't really get saved. But that's nothing. Help me, Jesus. I love, you know, my mama said some things probably she shouldn't have said. But, and, and I love mama. And I've, I'll say something I probably shouldn't say. We all get, we all get flaky, you know what I mean? So, you, what word are you standing on? What word are you standing on? You won't get flaky if you stay on the word. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I done preached myself happy. Glory to God. I could run back to Valdosta. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Was that not good? Give me a hand. Come on, y'all. Yes. Wow. God spoke. I mean, I don't know if you all caught that, but the Lord gave him that word for our house. Right. Let's thank him for it. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us what we need when we need it. What we need when we need it. That was manna from heaven. Manna from heaven. Manna from heaven. Manna from heaven. Well, let's do this. Let's be a doer of the word. Now, we believe that this outreach we're doing isn't our idea. We really feel the breath of God on it. We feel like God is telling us to do this. So let's activate our faith, and let's go ahead and make a confession. Let's speak that, sow that word. Let's sow that seed. Let us release our faith, and let's just say the Bible says our word is everything we put our hands to prospers, and that every place we set our feet, he has given it to us. So let's all say together in the name of Jesus that outreach will prosper. God will send those whose hearts are hungry. We will obey. We will serve. We will speak. And we will see fruit for the kingdom. Kingdom for the kingdom. We will see souls saved in Jesus' name. Let's release our faith for souls saved in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mr. Casey, can you close this out in prayer? I just I just feel like the Lord would like me to have you release this and say anything that's on your heart. Good word, good word. That was a noun word. Um, it's just, it's just amazing how God orchestra just brought Chris up here to lay this thing out so simple. It's, it's not complicated. Thank you, brother. You know, we used to sing that song deep and wide, deep and wide. That's what he was talking about this morning. Deep and wide. You know, folks can see through you if you're not genuine. So we just, Father, declare your love that you have shown us, Lord, to just flow out of us to others. Father, I just pray, Lord, right now for Chris Musgrove. I pray for future now, for this thing that you have laid on his heart, for this thing that you have called him to do for such a time as this. I declare, we have what we say. That's what he just said, right? And where two or three are gathered together in his name, he's in the midst of us. And whatever two or three agree together, 
So we're in agreement now. I declare that through future now that there will be a million students. I declare a million students' lives change, their families' lives change. In Jesus' name, I declare this to be so. In Jesus' name, I declare the resources. I declare the funds. I declare the equipment. I declare the volunteers. I declare that what each one of us, Lord, jointly fit together, our supply, Lord, we just declare that for future now and over each and every ministry in this room. We declare it to be so. And we say, Satan, you're a liar. It is written, you're a liar. Get behind us, Satan. We declare that from this day forward, we recognize the tricks of the enemy, and they will not be a part of our life. They will not have influence on our life because we are influenced by you, Lord. We are influenced by the kingdom, and we just declare that that kingdom be influenced here on this earth through us, Father. Your kingdom, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your word says that you have given us the ability to obtain wealth, to establish your covenant. And we thank you, Father. We praise you. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that each and every one of us leave here today, Father, with just a new encouragement, a fresh, uh, a fresh breath of air, Father, to just carry out your work, to show your love, Father, like we have been shown. And we just give you all the glory. And I just declare everyone be blessed in Jesus' name.